This is football heritage. Means that when you start the process, you are here, you are there, or you are there is heritage. Is heritage. All right, folks. Uh, welcome back. Football Heritage Show is back. Um, what's also back is is is, is the Premier League. Uh, I have uh, Sanjay here with me. How are you doing, man? Doing good. Doing good. Super excited for United's first game of the weekend. What about you? Uh, who's Arsenal playing this weekend? All oh, right. The Premier League isn't quite quite back uh, for you just you know, yet. for all of us exactly yeah so i'm excited i'm excited what about you yeah i'm i'm as well arsenal so we uh, we you know we, we have started season with two london derbies so we played for them uh, in our first game and then uh, we have west ham uh, david moyes west ham uh, this easy uh, win this weekend so i mean west ham didn't look too great but uh, yeah i mean you know anything in is a derby so anything is possible although you know it's it's weird without the fans but uh, yeah, I haven't seen the fixtures for this. I mean, this weekend actually. I mean, I know United's playing Crystal Palace, and that's all I know. Um, so, uh, are there any like interesting games this weekend? Or, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Chelsea Liverpool is a big one, obviously. Um, and uh, Manchester City are back in action as well um, against Wolves. So that should be nice. Interesting Wolves. I mean, Wolves are a team that has given them issues of home and away. Over the, you know, since since Wolves have been back in the league, so that'll be interesting to watch, for sure. Um, City, well, Liverpool Chelsea is going to be a big game, right? And they have a yeah. few new signings. Are they all going to be fit for the game? The Chelsea signings or the or... Chelsea signings? I, th- I uh, you know, I, I believe yeah. So Timo Werner, I think, should be should be fine. So he, I, I, if you watched the Chelsea's first game against against Brighton, uh, he. So he won a penalty, but apparently he hurt hurt his his leg and suffered a, a, a dead leg in the process of actually winning that penalty. But he continued on, and it it, it looks like he he should be fit. Havertz should be fit as well. Hopefully this time maybe deployed in uh, in a position where uh, that, that that suits him more than sort of the deep right sided position where he had against Brighton. But we didn't really see uh, anything close close to approaching his 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 best. So yeah, they should be fit. I think Thiago Silva is still. Is, is is still some uh, far away. Their keeper is, has, hasn't been confirmed, and importantly, Christian Pulisic is, is is still out. So, so yeah, mixed bag over there for for Chelsea. Did you uh, catch a lot of the games? I, I know you obviously United won't involve, but did you watch uh, any of the other teams first? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I uh, I watched Leeds Liverpool. That that was an interesting game, and and just watching Leeds go head to head. With Liverpool and like going all out, it was a really interesting kind of tie. And and the fact that it ended the way it ended is very dramatic. And and the fact that it had to end with a penalty, you know, uh, that was really funny. Uh, really sad for Bielsa, but it was a really good game and, and a great start to the Premier League. So I I, I I caught that game and I and I caught the Chelsea game and and uh, yeah, I know what you mean when you said Havertz, you know. I thought he was pretty average, but again, he was not playing in his best position. New team, you know, not many training sessions, so too early to judge for sure. But Twitter is never too early to judge, and there were, there were a lot of comments on there. Um, and I don't know if you if you you know if you start reading, you you would see that Havertz is, has already been classified as a flop. Uh, right, right. Players. I mean, I, I sort of that's some of that is is funny, but you know, it's it's, it's a no way uh, reflection <laughs> of 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 the player he he is, and and he will be for Chelsea. So I'm fairly. Uh, yeah, we didn't see we didn't see that. anything. We didn't see. Oh anything. yeah, Hakim Hakim Ziyech as well as the other one. Yeah, I should I should say in terms of I mean Chelsea have so many signings that's kind of it's easy to lose track. Yeah, he's. Uh, in fact, he's the one who signed the earliest. I guess which is why I forgot about him. But yeah, he he also will not be uh, fit for this game. Uh, okay. Against, uh, Liverpool, but yeah, I, I you know I, I agree. Sort of seeing um, 
watching Bielsa's leads was, I mean, they, they, they were real sort of fun fun to watch. I mean, it was exciting seeing, you know, so finally, a, a Marcelo Bielsa team in the in in the Premier League. And, you know, just the way, you know, they, like, just tactically, there were a few interesting things going on over there. Like, the way they, uh, you know, they're completely, which is kind of, like, Everyone, as I, 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 at least from I, 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 th- I think sort of while watching it was kind of clear as well, but also like sort of just re-watching some of the highlights. Like they basically go man to man throughout. Like they ha- they leave one, so one 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 man spare at the back, but then everyone else is sort of marking their man, and so it, it leads to this very sort of frenzied, high intensity, high energy uh, sort of uh, game, and and you know with Liverpool as well, obviously being fairly intense with their pressing. So that was. Really interesting. Um, Callum Phillips is the first time I sort of got really got to watch him for like 90 minutes, to be honest, because I hadn't really watched to, uh, a lot of leads in the championship or watched him uh, for England. And I was really imp- you know, impressed. Like, and, and he's fairly important as well to, to the way they play. And his uh, distribution from, from a deep-lying role is, is pretty important. So that, that He was-, was really good, actually. He, he, he seems to be fast as well, which was... Which is which is normally surprising for like a deep line playmaker. I mean, the ones who who I've followed growing up, most of them tend to be like great range of passing, but slow. You know, but a good movement, um, good awareness of space, right? Um, but he seemed like he made a few runs back to um, uh, stop counterattacks. It was really impressive, and I think I mean I'm sure. In a season or two, he'll be moving to one of the bigger clubs. And yeah, I mean, they. I think his, his, his he's he's known as the. I believe it's the 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 Yorkshire Pirlo. So. Uh, oh really? Yeah. So definitely saw some of some some. Of I mean, if they if they're quoting eighty million for Rice, I mean, I can see a lot of the top yeah. six Premier League clubs going for someone like him in the next season or so. He's especially. he's a lot. I th- I, in yeah. terms of like when it comes to like on the ball and and sort of ability like range of passing and uh, you know just being able to like pass, he's he's obviously a. a uh, on, in a different sort of on a different level compared to Declan Rice, but Rice obviously is uh, much better off off the ball. And how are his defensive attributes though? Are they any good? Like I'm talking about Phillips, right? So we we did uh, so we, we we did see a, like in in this game. I mean, you know, so not uh, when comparing directly with Rice, you'd probably say Rice is definitely um, ahead of him in in that uh, you know in, in that category. But like he held his own, like you know, against sort of Liverpool, like he. Uh, you know, one because of if if you see sort of the way Liverpool play, right, and and so there, uh, what they were trying to do in terms of limiting him was they were trying to use you know Firmino, right? So they what they were trying to do was use Firmino to basically block passing into in, in, into Phillips, but like he you know he more than uh, you know held held his own in in, in that sort of uh, you know category and took advantage at times of like Firmino sort of positionally being a little off. So yeah, I mean I. It's just been one game, but uh, mm-hmm. it seems like yeah, he's he'd be a he's going to be a very important player, and also tactically, he you can tell he's really important because like all their sort of good moves in the sense, um, you know, come through him where he is, uh, you know, if, even if you look at the goals, like it, it's it's basically his balls, like whether it's a diagonal ball to like uh, Harrison Jack Harrison who's, who who ends yeah. up scoring scoring on the left, mm-hmm. or uh, you know even sometimes going straight up. To, to Bamford and maybe eventually Rodrigo, so he's he's fairly important and everything good that that comes from from Leeds on the ball, I think will uh, he'll be a, he'll be a big part of it. So, so is, that was that. is Harrison from one of the other big clubs? Like, is he like a loan signing? Like, uh, yeah, so, yeah. So he's he has an interesting story actually. Actually, so he uh, he's 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 on loan at Leeds from Manchester City. Um, oh, okay, I and see. And he, yes, he's he actually spent a season in in uh, in M- uh, two seasons actually in MLS. I've sort of watched him, you know, quite quite a bit. Watched him in person a few times as well. Funnily enough, so is he um, young or is he? Yeah, he's, older? He's, no, he's like I, I think he's like twenty two, twenty three. So he's yeah, he's he's not too, uh, you know, he's not not too old or anything like that. So he and I I, I remember when because he was doing pretty pretty good in MLS. So they had done a profile on him, and I think he. Even spent time in like uh, I believe it was the uh, Manchester United Academy as well. Before then, uh, you know, moving, uh, you know, basically he moved to the US at, at that point. So yeah, sort of an interesting uh, backstory. But yeah, so you know, for 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 the season, we'll see him at uh, at Leeds, and he was important for them last season. Um, you know, so he's I believe this is going to be his 
third season at at loan on third season on loan at Leeds so he was he was there for the last two years in the championship and now this will be his first season in the premier league obviously so okay okay i yeah. see and uh, i mean i think leeds i mean it's too early like norwich won against city last time right so i mean it's too early to say but leeds definitely look like a very strong kind of team that's promoted right like uh, the kind sheffield united were last season so it's going to be very interesting to see how they um how, right. how they fit in yeah, yeah. and in, you know in comparison especially like to uh, sort of their fellow promoted teams uh, like West Fulham, Brom and Fulham you know, yeah right yeah. you know it, it definitely seems like they they are you know on a different level and you'd fancy them to actually sort of stay up um and and they've made quite a few uh, sort of big signings and and may make a, a couple more as well so uh so we shall see you know move, i guess we yeah, are moving on to like and we spoke a little bit about this what overall what do you think of of franks i guess somewhat new look chelsea not quite new look but somewhat new look yeah you had a couple of new players over there i mean werner them. looked really really fast <laughs> and really like um uh, i think he was given a lot of space which i didn't understand but i thought brighton were much much better i right? thought i thought i honestly thought your boy tariq lamty was the best player on the pitch like i'm i'm, I'm not exaggerating I, i i thought he was he was amongst sort of both those teams on the day he was for me probably the best player his sort of efforts in the end a little in vain but he you know i was i was really impressed with him funnily enough another former chelsea uh, player over oh, there oh is he a player because yeah. i mean the first time i saw tariq i was i could see there was something special but obviously when you have players who are a little tiny um but good on the ball you never know you know especially when you're playing in defense but i think he's really really like fast intelligent makes the right runs can defend well so i think he's definitely he, up for a big move yeah so he uh yeah he played he actually played a, he played he played a game for Chelsea last season like he played one game uh and uh you know he's he was part of uh, obviously uh, everyone was talking about sort of because Lampard gave a lot of these academy guys uh, their their, their uh, first team appearances in uh, for Chelsea last season right? like Mason Mount, Reece James, Billy Gilmore etc etc so he was he is one of them uh right. but I, I, but yeah he didn't he didn't really get a look in sort of beyond that and then then he moved in the in in the win, sort of winter window in, in in January he moved to Brighton um and yeah which is why then you know we saw him uh, obviously in uh, sort of in, during the restart once the premier league came back after uh, after the lockdown and he was impressive over there as well and yeah yesterday he was he was really good in general i liked i i uh, and i sort of mentioned this um, you know i liked sort of their uh, uh the three at the back that they were playing you know all those defenders you know they, I mean, they're pretty good right ben white uh dong yeah. I mean, very very the, strong defense the first time i got to watch ben white as well uh you know he he was he's really highly rated brighton turned down uh, is he english years. yeah young young english i think he's like 21 22 as well yeah, so same for sure uh, i mean better so, than eric dyer at center back so so yeah so yeah again brighton sort of turned down um I think yeah, was it thirty, thirty-five million or twenty-five, thirty million from Leeds because he was on loan at Leeds and did really well, and Leeds right. wanted to bring bring him back permanently, and then they uh, didn't, uh, you know, they they didn't agree. They wanted to keep him, so it was yeah, good to see him. So overall, yeah, Brighton, Brighton looked Brighton were really impressive. Chelsea, I guess still still a few things to sort of uh, work out really, but yeah, I mean you can't, I guess you can't complain too much getting the win uh, in the end, mm-hmm. but. Uh, Yeah, they'll you know mi- midfield. I guess they'll they'll have to sort of figure out in terms of balance. So yes, you know we saw uh, Kovacic and uh, Jorginho. So you'd you'd figure out at some point uh, Kante probably fact comes back uh, comes back there, and uh, you know even sort of with, with Havertz position. The, oh yeah, I, I guess another thing sort of for me from the game was I was a little disappointed with uh, Ruben Loftus Cheek. So he oh yeah, he was poor. Uh, he was extremely yeah. He was. He was sort of, you know, Pua was because uh, he got an opportunity in that sort of advanced number ten, attack, yeah, yeah, attacking sort of midfield role, and 
you know you sort of it was uh, his performance was summed up by this one moment where his you know, decision making really let him down when he could have uh, sort of set something up uh, for for Werner so a bit disappointing for him and he's you know he's got to step it up because there's increased sort of competition for places obviously this season at at Chelsea and you know what his role basically sort of got reduced to which was also a little intriguing in in the way Chelsea were building up was he was almost like sort of like a target man it was very it was very funny where he would basically you know uh, cap out sometimes because as soon as uh, bright because you know like you like you sort of said brighton were pressing sort of really high so their line was uh, was really high so bono uh, had space but the way that came about was uh, with cap up playing these long balls which you know uh, loftus cheek would then knock down to to bono so that was a little sort of interesting to sort of see uh, i still think i you know the best like to, to ideally to get the best from from bono like i would i would really like to see him with with giro and chelsea fans wouldn't like like me sort of saying that i feel that would really sort of bring the best out of him but yeah we'll we'll see what uh, what uh, lampard thinks and and uh, you know what what they do any or any other sort of thoughts on the game or chelsea no i mean i i'm excited to see what, how he tweaks things because obviously havertz is going to move to a more central role and you could see them making really late runs into the box and stuff so i'm sure they're going to build a an understanding and then once ziak and pulisic are in that team is going to be formidable with kante and like kovacic Kovacic behind them, so I mean it's it's too early for them, but I'm interested to see what Lampard's going to do. And but they look strong. Any any thoughts on uh, on on Chelsea's visit to Anfield in, in in a couple of days here? Like, do you do you think Frank is going to sort of uh, surprise us, or do you think it should be Liverpool take care of business? I think Liverpool's going to take care of business. I mean, if Brighton are all playing uh, Chelsea out of the park. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I still think Liverpool will. I don't think it's going to be easy, but I think Liverpool will win the tie. Um, is, is it an Anfield? Is that where it, the game is? Yep, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, so, I mean, there's no people on that, but I think, I mean, Liverpool had some problems too, right? Um, but if they play that high line against Timo Werner, it's going to be interesting. I, w- I want to see. Uh, I want to see that game. You know, is it a Sunday uh, early morning kickoff? Is uh, that, actually, is that uh, it's 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 actually I I, I misspoke. So it's actually at Stamford Bridge, and it, it is it is, a, it is a Sunday kickoff. So, um, oh, if it's at Stamford Bridge, then I think yeah. it's a pretty even even game. Um, Liverpool may have their star signing start. I heard. I was just following up on the news today. Thiago coming in. Um, I... He may play. Do you, you, you think he's going to start? Like in, like he, I don't know about start, but I think he'll definitely... Well, they try to get him into the squad, right? I mean, there had to be a reason for that. Right, um, right. I mean, I, I honestly, obviously, for, for sort of, uh, you know, selfish reasons, I hope they, they take it slow with him and, and sort of ease him in, in, into action, giving him like 10 minutes over the next when week. And, next week. So, <laughs> but nice. uh, they have... Like other teams, they also uh, they obviously have a midweek then uh, then involved in the league cup sort of next week. So I, I I think they'll probably use that to get him get him his fitness uh, and then then yeah we sh- and then you know Arsenal next uh, Monday I believe. So we shall we shall see. Um, I guess yeah. Any any anything else overall from from the Premier League game? Did you watch? Did you watch any of the other games? You. Uh, oh, of course, for the other games, and I think, uh, I mean, uh, uh, did you catch there were interesting results that we need to talk about? Yeah, there were a few things. Did you get? Did you catch any of the new look Everton side? You know, this was oh yeah, I actually did against... watch the game with oh Everton looked really really good. Um, their midfield makes their defense look better, makes their de- goalkeeper look better. Um, and I think really, I mean, Calvert-Lewin scored, but if they have like a top 10 striker, they look like a team that could make it into the top six for sure this season. They look really, really good, especially with Hamez and with a completely new look midfield, like Allen. And right, right. Hamed and Dukure. Yeah, Alan Dukure and Hamez, obviously. And I mean, actually, it was Alan Dukure and Andre Gomez in in midfield, and they they look they look pretty good. They were pretty solid, you know. Both 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 the new guys uh, doing a pretty good job of of, of 
keeping keeping things quiet and and sort of getting and progressing the ball as well, getting Hamas involved, and yeah, good nice sort of debut on half for for Hamas as well. We we sort of saw what you know really what he's good at sort of. You know, coming in, he was he started on the right, but then you know drifting inside, uh, given a lot of freedom as well, which is interesting. I guess Ancelotti is is that type of manager where he obviously trusts his his sort of star players and, and gives them gives them that sort of tactical freedom. So, given that freedom to drift inside, and then you know we saw him, he obviously drifts inside from the right and then plays those balls uh, with with his left foot. Um, solid was Calvert Lewin who ended up scoring the goal. He created five chances and all of them, uh, you know, for for Richarlison who. Was a little wasteful on the day with, with some of his chances, you know, different. But I mean, him. I mean, I love Richarlison. He's in my fantasy team. But he he had a he had an amazing game for his finishing. It was like you know, I remember I remembered Neymar when I watched Richarlison because he did everything except finish right, put the ball in the net. He did everything else in the game and he did it well. He was good. He was, yeah, Richarlison was was really good. I uh, you know, I've, uh, I've, I've, I've been quite highly until 2021, right? Huge talent. I think he's definitely going to make it to a bigger club in a couple uh, of years. He's a little older. I think he's probably 22, 23 at this point. But oh, really? Still, still pretty young. Yeah. I mean, they're, oh. they're both really young. Like, I think both uh, DCL, Calvert Lewin, and Andrew Charleston are both 22, 23. So. Nice. Um, so, yeah, let's see. I mean, I haven't, I haven't kind of, I don't think I, I mean, if you start talking about games, I'm sure I'll be like, oh yeah, I watched that. Oh, I watched that. I think I watched Leicester's game a little bit of it. Jamie yeah. Hart's penalty. But um, um, I don't think they stood out or anything. I think it was just... Any, an any I guess, yeah, sticking sort of to the Everton Spurs game for a second, any comments on uh, Jose Mourinho's men? Uh, we, I mean, uh, they just look like they're boring. Uh, I'm just glad Mourinho's not in charge of my the club I support anymore. Yeah, it's just the same thing. Could see patterns. I mean, obviously now there's going to be this ray of hope and uh, you know new dawn that Gareth Bale uh, is going to be back. Yeah, I guess that's that that's sort of a good good jump off point for us over here to, to sort of move on to. Uh, what's been what feels like a really sort of crazy week for like uh, transfers and contracts. So I guess one more team I, sh- I should sort of mention in terms of teams that impressed me. Uh, shout out to Steve Bruce and, and, and Newcastle. They they look really good. You know, uh, both their new signing or two of their signings scoring in, in the league. Callum Wilson looked looked pretty good, and Jeff Hendrick as well, who they got on the free uh, scoring as well. So yeah, I guess good. Well done, Newcastle. But then yeah, moving moving on to transfers. So. Yeah, and I guess speaking of Spurs, how, how do you feel? You know, you, because those those transfers were interesting, obviously, since both of those were to some degree or another linked with uh, United. So, um, uh, like, I'm actually, I, I'm actually okay with Gareth Bale going to Spurs. I mean, again, I'm happy that a talented player is coming to the Premier League. Yeah, I would really not be happy if the end if at the end of the window we don't sign a right wing. Yeah. But I feel uh, amongst the right. United fans that I spoke to, you were one of the few who was sort of at least kind of open to the idea of Bale. Like a lot of the others are like, yeah, I want nothing to do with this guy. He's going to hurt our weight yeah. structure, all of this, you know. I mean, it's been a while. I mean, um, so if you, everyone keeps comparing our signings to, um, you know, this, this is the Sanchez situation or the Di Maria situation and keeps saying, right. you know, if you sign these players. But if you if you look at these signings, uh, fu- fundamentally, these are people who don't speak the language too well, right? Who are like um, introverts who basically, at least that's the, as far as I know, right? And this may be completely fake news, but this is this is what I know from what I've read, right? So different personalities, right? Yeah. And and I think okay. Gareth Bale, on the other hand, I mean, he's, he he's been worked with Ryan Giggs. He's been in the Premier League. He's worked with Ryan Giggs. He, he right. played with Dan James. Everyone knows his talent, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like when you when you brought Ibrahimovic back, it worked for right. us, right? Right. Um, it, the idea is to get someone who's world class, and let's be real, regardless of what someone says, Gareth Bale, when he turns it on, he he, he is world class, right? And he's thirty one. Ronaldo's thirty five right now, so right, right. I mean, yeah, it's and, been, it's it's, a, and it's, it's a loan that it's been a little bit since we've seen that. That version of, of Bale, but but yeah, I mean for sure Bale at his best. Is, is so right so I mean, right if I were to play devil's advocate, the whole situation that he was put in, yeah, uh, Zidane doesn't fancy him, but 
if you don't get picked for games, if you're always on the bench, you know, and you're not even getting minutes, at some point you're going to be like, I'm on this contract that's 600,000. You're trying to push me out of the club, which is pretty obvious. But why would I, you know, give a shit? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what it became. And it became jokes and him playing golf and him, him just, yeah. A question of his motivation. Because I mean, the one thing, you know, where sometimes I know people always say that, you know, does this guy, is he a golfer or like any of these sort of, uh, you know, sort of comments. Like the one thing is that's never been in question with Bale is like you see, how, and you know, even when we listen to people behind the scenes, like whenever he shows up to like play for Wales, like whenever, without question, it's always like he's always like giving his 100%. Like he, there are literally times when he's played, you know, over a period of months, barely featured for Real, but he, you know, as soon as he's uh, in the Wales, just, you know, uh, back, back with Wales, he, you know, he, he, for the most part, is, is very is very integral, performs really well. Uh, you know, the young players speak fairly highly of him uh, as, as in his role, like as, as a leader and, and a mentor. Right. And, and uh, part of exactly. his motivation as well, I think, is, is with the Euros being next year, he, he obviously doesn't want another season where he's a, you know, barely sort of making, you know, playing 500 minutes or whatever it was he played last season, so... Right, and and I think, um, um, uh, like for me, this signing because it's on loan is a very low risk move, right? From Spurs' perspective, um, they get a star player back. Mourinho gets someone to turn the mood up for Spurs, right? right. And if you think about a front three, let's just say Bale is in form, like Harry Kane. Son and Bale is a formidable front three, right? Like, it's probably the best front three. There's no, like, in terms of ability, right? Gareth Bale can play as a forward. He can play as a right winger, right? Uh, if Kane's injured, he can play as yeah. a number nine, right? So, the, 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 I can see a lot of lot of benefits I, of that deal. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's there are a lot of interesting options tactically. I feel like he'd be a number nine for, like, for, for maybe a manager other than Jose. Like, Jose has, like, a fairly specific idea of what he wants from people in that. Uh, but he's that. he's really he's he, he can head the ball. I mean, like, uh, he's not as you know, good as Cristiano, but he he's really good in the air as well. Like, right? So uh, you know, one thing that we like uh, under Pochettino, for example, like Pochettino considered Son like a lot of times when Kane was injured, he'd play Son up front. You know, whereas Jose is fairly clear. Even if he's forced to play Son up front, you know, he's like he's not a striker. So I guess he's and and you know, as sort of speaking of transfer spurs, are actually on the market for. For that sort of classic, uh, you know, Jose style, more traditional striker, and in, in, in terms of someone whose uh, physical characteristics are a big, big part of their game. So, but I agree. I agree in, in, in general. I think Bale could keep things interesting, you know, even if, if, if sort of Mourinho wants to, like, like especially you can imagine like big games, if he's going to go with his usual approach, just, you know, sit back, play, play in a deep block, you know, then, uh, you know, there aren't too many better uh, sort of front threes in, 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 in terms of, trying to play on the break, um, you know, so I can, I can see that sort of working fairly well. Obviously, Bale, you know, and there was some, there was some report from Spain today, and I think Spurs, uh, even, even some of the reports in England said that, and even his, his own agent has said that it'll take him some time to get really back into, like, the flow of things, like, probably a month, they're saying a month before he's really fully fit, so that's, I guess, in a way to be expected, he hasn't played a lot, but... But I think it's a, it's a great signing, and, I'm, and I, it makes sense for Jose, right? I think it makes sense in a lot of different ways, and okay. it makes sense for Tottenham to make some money out of short sales, right? Because that's definitely going to go up, and, and the fans are now pumped. So I, I think all in all, it's a great any, deal for any, any Any regrets, any sense of missing out when you see? I mean, just we'll, we'll get to the next, we'll get to the other player next, but. Uh, you know, when it, when it comes to Bale itself, you know, when you, when you sort of, when you, I when mean, you, I you saw think, that video of him rolling into the training ground and like yeah, just fans screaming. Did you? I think, the way uh, um, I think, as a fan, uh, as a person, as somebody who who likes Gareth Bale, I think obviously yeah. I'm I'm upset that he's coming back to the Premier League and not to United. But you know, you have to realize that um, you know this is a period of rebuild for us as United fans. And I think what is very very good. Uh, and important to you know, uh, so there's a very similar pattern to when kind of um, Klopp took charge, right? So you could see that he was trying to put the right pieces um, together. Like it was not like rushed signings, and you know, right. people wondering why the hell is Wijnaldum um, so important, or you know, all these pieces of the puzzle he was trying to fit in, and it didn't really make sense until right. they started performing 
on the pitch. And then, you know, it was like, oh, they're never going to repeat this. I, mean, I remember having this conversation on our group saying, okay, this this is a red herring, right? It's not yeah. going to happen again next season. Mark my words, they're going to hit 84 points. <laughs> they just did that in like the <laughs> number of games without losing a single game, right? Right, right. And so, you know, so, I guess, uh, so, you know, just to briefly sort of interject over there and, and to give uh, some of our listeners a, a preview of sort of some of the behind the scenes workings here at the Football Heritage. I, uh, speaking of sort of Liverpool repeating, of, of, uh, you know, this, I, you know, as soon as I saw that sort of Pep Guardiola today in his in his uh, press conference said that Aguero's out for two months with, with his knee injury, you know, my, I texted you that how do you feel about sort of all our predictions here, like saying, oh yeah, Man City are comfortably going to win the title because you know, with when you combine that with uh, with sort of the signings that Liverpool have made, um, which we'll get into in detail, obviously. You know, I, I I feel like yeah. I mean, you know, maybe I was a little too uh, trigger, yeah. you know, tr- trigger happy over then and not uh, considering the possibility that Liverpool retain retain the title. But yeah, go on. I don't want I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I think it makes sense. I mean, uh, we can talk about Aguero being injured and the impact. But I think from a Liverpool perspective, what I was trying to say was every every signing they made kind of made sense. Then you could see they kept building on. They bought a backup to their front three, etc. Right, and then now. Yeah. Now that they've won a title, now that they've won a European um, Cup, yeah. now they're adding experience, right? So, so you can see how they're going about it. Rather than, you know, build buying thirty-year-olds, thirty-one-year-olds, trying to win something, he's building like uh, longevity, which I think we need to do. Which is what I think Ole is, re- is doing well, right? Because Van der Beek, twenty-three, um, Bruno, twenty-five. We're yeah. looking at like uh, left back. You know who's right. twenty, who what twenty three. So you can see what he's trying to do there, right? So then you go ahead and buy bail, and then you break, break every like the structure again. It's just it's just going back in a loop again and again and again, right? So I think right. uh, we avoided that. So the other side, the flip side of the coin here is I think we did the right thing, and I think I hope we get Jaden Sancho, um, and then you know there's no regret, there's nothing to talk about because if if it were a choice between the two. Um, it's like night and day. It, was, it yeah. would always be Jaden Sancho, right? So I, I hope we can get that deal done. Right, yeah. right. And I guess, yeah, speaking of, you sort of mentioned it briefly, that speaking of a left back who's 23, obviously, so the reference is to, uh, you know, Sergio Reguillon, who, who completed his, his move uh, to Spurs as well, along with, along with Gareth Bale. So, yeah, what are your thoughts on that move for Spurs? And, and you know, would you have liked sort of United to be a little, you know, a little more proactive with this one and actually sort of, uh, because, you know, the story is like, oh, they were not really, they were not really in for him. They were just speaking to his agents or what have you. But so, I think it's true, right? I think um, yeah. one, of the, one of the, one of the most important things um, in the transfer window is you don't see Bayern Munich or you don't see like Liverpool and Real Madrid, Barcelona being, you know, uh, playing second fiddle to any of the other big clubs, right? And so why should we um right. so the fact that they asked for a buyback clause um right. and the fact that they were insisting on it right it, it, it i don't think it made sense because it, it really is a glorified loan right if region really wants to go back to real madrid and play because if that's his dream then why that was the he... right that was the that was, that was a brief, for, but but if you look at the rates that they put, I mean, not the rates, sorry, the the price tag. They said they're buying him for twenty seven million plus five million in add ons, right? Which is thirty two million, and his buyback is between thirty five and forty. Ah, so, uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm not sure what pounds, but from what I saw in euros, I think they've at least when it comes to like just base fee, so they spent about thirty million euros with and then add ons on top of that, and then apparently the buyback, uh, as Fabrizio Romano reported today, is set at forty five million euros and i think the buyback is only going to be active for the next two years so you know say real say decide after two you know for within, at, you know for the next year that they don't want him you know then uh, right then, but so even then right you're being held and and that's the diff for me that's the difference between a big club and someone trying to be a big club right and and we don't need those kind of deals and i don't think he's that that important a player that right. we don't have to step away right and so i think we're looking for somebody who can cover for left back when shaw is unfit i think that's that's a fact right, right. whether people like shaw or not this is what Solskjaer wants and the fact that his, he's injury prone it would be good to have a proper left back um uh, uh, as cover, right? And I don't think in our academy we have too many left-footed left-backs or left-center-backs coming through. So it just made sense that 
um, we go into the market. And I still think we're going to sign one. Um, I think we're linked with Teles now. Um, I right. think there's also a couple of other young kids from like Monaco and Sporting we've been linked with. So we'll see how that ends up. But I really think this is to keep rotating and not to not... Um, right. you know, overplay Duke Shaw, which is basically the reason he gets injured so often, you know, so it's like a right. chicken and egg problem. So I think that's the idea there. And and if you think about it, we initially wanted a centre-back, but we have so many uh, in the team now. Plus, we have like a couple of youngsters coming through. Right. So, right. I, think, so I think this way we're able to kind of uh, give those youngsters an opportunity to once be uh, Mengi, right, and see how they come through. And next season, maybe there will be better options available, right? So I think um, I think they're making the right move. Right. Um, and I don't think Reggion is that important, or I'm not too upset about that not happening. It's just when you're on Twitter, when you're refreshing your feed and you see, you know, you've lost right. out, missed out, there's a couple of days of like, oh, why is my club not doing anything? But at the end of the day, um, you really just want, to see signings during this window to um, close the gap against the top two teams, right? And whether that's Reguillon or Deleuze or anyone else, uh, it's it's just a matter of, you know, filling the holes in right. the squad. So that's it for me. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that was my sense uh, to, to an extent. Like, you know, I, I felt like if they, if, you know, if, and maybe sort of people who, who don't like Luke Shaw and who think United desperately need a left back, you know, they, they may not sort of like to hear this, but like the sense I got was like, if they really sort of felt like that, that position was like an essential priority, they could have sort of made a deal. Like in the sense that you look at Inter, right? Like, Web. You know, like Real Madrid were not actually. You know, they their plans were to actually have Hakimi being a part of you know a, a, a part of their team. Zidane really likes him actually, and he wanted he wanted him to be a, you know a, a part of the first team squad this season. But Inter obviously you know sort of want, want, wanted the player, and then they eventually ended up doing a deal, and you know they they paid they paid up maybe to an extent. They you know they I think mm-hmm. they did, did a deal for like forty million euros plus plus add-ons. Uh, to where they don't actually have a buyback clause. Like, Real Madrid don't have a buyback clause on uh, when it comes to Hakimi sort of contracts. So I felt like if United really wanted the player, they could have done something like that. But, you know, obviously... Exactly. So, that's it, right? So, that's what I'm saying. So, it's just... It's just the thing is... Look, I've been very defensive about Duke Shaw. Uh, but the idea is the system that Ole wants us to play in doesn't rely on Luke Shaw putting in hundreds of crosses, right? He needs to be involved in the build-up um, uh, to the attack and he does that really well and that's why when he was playing we were doing well in the second half of the season when, and when especially after Bruno came in right because that's what we were right. missing so um, and you could see that even in the practice game I think he was really good so hopefully you know he continues to deliver he, he obviously has to improve but at the same time if you get a player of Teles's standards, who's right. like, I mean, he's looking at the stats in the last four seasons. He has like 37 assists. That's insane. for I, I, Yeah, I, I can't speak too much to, uh, on, on, I've, I've only seen him a few times in the Champions League. And I feel like every time I see him, he, uh, at least once or twice when I've seen, he seems to score these like sort of little bangers from like outside the box or like a crazy free kick or something. But I don't know. Yeah, so it gives you, it gives him. you another so, kind of, um, it gives you another yeah. kind of area uh, that the squad improves itself on, right? We don't have someone with that ability in the squad, right? Mm-hmm. So I think I think Tellez will be a good signing. Uh, I don't know how good he is defensively, though. So, um, you know, we'll see how that progresses. But Right. Yeah, I guess, yeah, speaking of social media, actually, um, it's sort of interesting. I don't know if you saw this, this story where uh, United basically briefed uh, sort of a reporter saying that, you know, they're actually, in, you know, growing frustrated with... Uh, um, with the, I think they call it the social media frenzy around, around and, and sort of negativity around their transfers, and they feel like it's, it's creating a, a sort of environment where their start to the season is uh, is, uh, is is already negative, and it really should be positive given how things ended, you know, last season on a high. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, they obviously. I mean, you can obviously you know this better than me. When you look at any any time the sort of United official account on Twitter posts something, it's like you know, where is Sancho signing, 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 blah blah blah. So. Um, I mean, the club is definitely hearing you. I guess is is the message. So we we'll, we shall see if they if they act act on it, if they're able to, or what happens. I guess. But... I think I honestly think we're not going to end this transfer window by signing nobody else because that's going to 
end really miserably for <laughs> some of the senior people in the window. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of social media rubbish, but like the the red United fans and all these people in Manchester, they tend to get, you know, it tends to get ugly. So, right. which is, which is obviously we, we don't kind of agree to any of these things, but you know, it just happens and, and we don't want to be in that situation. And I think it's not because of that, but Ole's done his part, right? And I'm sure that uh, the club has a transfer list. And if it's not Jaden Sancho, I'm sure they'll bring in somebody else who's going to help fill that void because otherwise the squad itself, it, I think Solskjaer touched on that today, right? He said it's all about injecting some energy to the squad, right? Yeah. And and Bruno did that. Now Van de Beek has done that in a way. And we know we have a gap in the right wing position. So somebody needs right. to come in to fill that. So I think you could see that they're working behind the scenes. And I think we're going to cave in at the end of the day and pay up the 108 million, which, you know, nobody's going to laugh at us. The only reason they're going to laugh at us is because they took so long to try to get right. the price down. Exactly. Instead of just paying it up front when every person knew that that was the only way this story was going to end. Right. That's, that's the part that we really suck at. And I think, I hope we fix that in some way um, in the next transfer window by signing a director or something of that sort. Yeah. Right. Right. I guess, yeah, speaking of uh, uh, sort of our, uh, speaking of United sort of transfers and players linked to United, you know, one player they definitely won't be getting uh, at least in this window is is Jack Grealish, the Asimila captain, maybe slightly surprisingly uh, to, to an extent that sort of signed a, a new contract, five-year five deal with, with, with Asimila. And they're, they're actually speaking of Clubs who are having a great summer. They're low-key having a really good summer. I think they signed, uh, you know, Ollie Watkins uh, for 28 million, which which is pretty incredible, you know, for a championship striker who who did really well at, at Brentford. And obviously signed they signed Emmy uh, Martinez as well. So they're having a great summer. But obviously this is the, the sort of cherry on the cake for Villa fans. Their captain staying. So thoughts on 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 Jack Grealish, uh, you know, staying at, at Aston Villa. It seems so. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like, I think Grealish, I am surprised, but I'm not sure if they're not giving out details of the contract. For example, uh, obviously I'm speculating here, but I really see him saying, if we get relegated, I should be able right. to leave for this price. And normally things like this come out a lot right. later when Aston Villa is about to be relegated and then this clause appears, right? I, re- I know that he wants to play for a big club, at least it's, it mm-hmm. seems like that. And I think this summer it didn't happen, but he's too good a player to not be playing in the Champions League. And um, I think part of it is also that he wants to make it to the Euros. I think he did well yeah. when he came on. I'm sure he's going to be called upon again. So he gets a whole year of you know, game time to prove himself before he sets himself up for a big move next year. He's also going to be like 25, 26. Um, so I think, I think this is just, thank you for helping us. Right here's a new contract with a lot more money, right, obviously, yeah. because they see yep. it up, and mm-hmm. with some additional clauses, clauses, sorry, um, saying that you know if a club were to give you this much money, if we were to be relegated, you can go. Right, something like that. I think I'm sure right. uh, that has to be there. You right? would, if you're yeah, you would, you would think so. Although uh, you know the and sort of the one thing you know I've looked at even on our previous episodes, it's, it's sort of, it's fun. It's a little eerie to me now because I kept saying sort of in terms of why Villa valuing this guy, it reminds me a lot of, of, of sort of Palace and, and Wilfred Zaha. And, you know, now when now he's basically pulled a Zaha again, uh, you know, by, by signing this long-term commitment. So, you know, if he has a change of heart, just as we've seen with, with, with Zaha, where he, you know, after that contract, like he's wanted to leave for like, you know. That's a very different situation, right? In my, that's why I said relegated, right? I'm yeah. sure if Crystal Palace get relegated, they will sell Zaha to make money, right? Right. Um, he's, he's, he's been wanting to leave now, right? So, you know, he, uh, he's like, I think his, he's, so he signed a five-year deal in 20, I believe it was 2017. Who did? Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. In 2018, uh, Zaha. Zaha. Okay. And, you know, he's been wanting to leave for, for like, for a while, right? Like, he's been Everton, Spurs, Arsenal, some random links with like PSG and Dortmund. So, um, but although to be fair, he's, he's professional enough to where like he you know uh, sort of he he was he was really good actually he looked really good for uh, Crystal Palace so he's he's been he's been fine as you know playing but he, he's wanted to move so uh, you know the, I guess the only thing I was saying is that you know you would expect I like you I expect that that Realish would have some sort of clause in his in his contract but 
you know maybe uh, let's i guess yeah, we, we shall see if, if if that's the case or you know who knows maybe this is the beginning of, of sort of big things fast and villa and you know their days of like just fighting for 17th are gone they can make a push to be at least get into the top half and and, and who knows from from there um and i guess uh, yeah when it, when it comes to sort of signings and and transfers in the window over the last week you know there's, there's sort of uh, at least over the last day or so i mean there's this has really been one team that's uh, dominated the conversation and and that's uh, that's sort of the champions right liverpool so thoughts on, on on what we're hearing from liverpool the moves they're making um liverpool 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 i don't know what to say uh, they have broken my heart i really thought <laughs> they wouldn't get thiago uh this is somebody really you 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 thought they wouldn't you actually you you thought they they wouldn't get him i like thought they even... wouldn't i thought huh. i mean, i kept i kept uh... i feel i feel i was a little bit of, of like there was some amount of wishful thinking but i just felt like at the price they were quoting and like it just seemed like too too big of an opportunity to not sort of somehow managed to make it work and if you have to dump you know i know i know but like i was just like yeah. all the all the news about all them not being able to afford <laughs> you would think <laughs> i was like they would just want a title how the hell are they not able to afford a 20 million deal uh, when other clubs are spending 100 million a plus but you know um I, at the back of my head i was like you know if this doesn't go through maybe there's a you know there's opportunity for united exactly i mean this is somebody i've watched since he's since he was introduced to the barcelona team mm-hmm. like uh, as as a uh, as an under like 19 player so i really really um enjoy watching thiago and i and i thought we had uh, we had an outside chance but anyway it is what it is uh, i think it, it, it makes liverpool extremely extremely strong because that was the only piece they were missing right mm-hmm. which is somebody who was so technical who could play these balls in like the blink of an eye over the top right he doesn't even need to think he's just he's just got that um, vision is it, it's it's crazy they they're just going to run right now for me like if i were to redo the uh predictions liverpool would definitely win this season i think uh, especially with the aguero injury um yeah. they're really strong i think yeah. um barring an injury to like van dijk or salah or thiago i think they're extremely strong this season again and and it's just like you saw in the leeds game they were missing exactly that somebody to control that midfield um you know to make those passes to just like be unpredictable right? and that's what thiago is i think it's a, it's a huge signing and for the price they got him for you know hats off hats off to liverpool and i'm i'm not sure what changes mind but he did come out and say coutinho and alonso convinced me so Um, you know. yeah i i feel like yeah it, it, in terms of what change, like he like liverpool changed his mind in the sense that you know he was fairly close to actually signing a, a contract with with bayern i mean he i think he literally the story is he literally told them yeah i'm going to come in uh, you know tomorrow morning or whatever it is and and, and sign it and you know then he said i'm going to you know i'll just speak to my family and apparently that you know around that time and i'm not sure of the exact timeline of these events but he had a conversation with with jurgen klopp and and you know since then his his mind has been set on that you know obviously and then the feeling was like the champ, winning the champions league sort of made it clear to him in the sense that what more do i have to achieve at at bayern like i'm you know i've i've, I've sort of done it all you know won everything um, so it's, and and he's also always wanted to actually uh, play in the premier league so it sort of made uh made sense and you know i guess there's a sort of mutual admiration you know club there with, with you know by klopp loves him he he loves sort of klopp in the way they play so um he, you know it it sort of makes sense and yeah i i i agree it, it's this this signing like for me it, it's 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 a total game changer like it you know just tactically you know like so i don't know if you if you watched any of the say the community shield like you know where with the uh, where arsenal sort of beat beat liverpool but like you know that sort of that like that sort like that sort of game plan is 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 now is not going to be as effective you know now that you have uh, thiago there like he 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 gives you so much sort of passing uh, you know from midfield but not just that like he you know his his dribbling his ability to carry the ball um, you know also very diligent when it comes to his uh, his his sort of off the ball duties so he's he's no slouch over there so he gives you so many options in the sense that you can play him uh if you um in a few different positions you know potentially if you're playing against a really deep block at home maybe a Jose Mourinho team or like 
uh, you know, some 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 other team. You could potentially see him play being playing in that sort of deeper position as well. And then, you know, he's he's going to basically sort of help you do so many things, break sort of lines of pressure, you know, and then sort of his press resistance, so to speak, is is mm-hmm. really good. Is you know, is is really good. Play those long diagonals as well to uh, yeah. that that Van Dyke does to to both the fullbacks. So he's yeah, he's he's a special player, and uh, yeah, the, you know, Liverpool fans are. Should be excited. They're they're excited and they they, sh- they should be sort of excited. He's he's going to be really uh, you know really good. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess today we also sort of receive both. They're actually going for another sort of signing. So th- this is sort of funny, right? Because and this is it's sort of interesting and, and and sort of characteristic of the way Liverpool have done business over the last few years. Like, I mean, I can tell you, you you know this, and you know I can tell you from sort of Arsenal sort of experience as well. Like you know the. The deal that our clubs do, we know two months in advance, and they take sort of two months to if the deal happens, and then they'll take a month to announce it, right? Like that's yeah, that's sort of sure. that's sort of the state of operations. Whereas here, you know, with Liverpool, if you remember the Fabinho deal as well, you know, literally there was there was barely any whispers about it, and it sort of came out of the nowhere, and it's official soon, and it looks like that's the direction we're going to go with 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 Diego Jota as well, which which sort of came a little out of the blue. Where the only links they had were with, with guys like Ismail Assar and. Maybe a couple of others, but uh, you know now suddenly they're getting uh, Diego Jota as well from from Wolves. So, what would you think of that one? Um, so, I think Jota is good. Not sure if he's worth yeah. forty million pounds. Um, right. I think he's good. Um, I think he gives them cover. Um, I um, I think I've seen him play for Portugal. I think he has a lot of potential, um, and I think he suits this style. But again, forty million, I think. I think because yeah. they're doing some other deal, right? I think this is like um, right, 13 right. million one way, 15 right. million the other, something like that, right. you know, balancing right, the books. Right. That's what it feels like, like a 25 million to 30 million deal. Really, right. that's what it's really costing Liverpool. So I think for that price, I think it's a good good signing. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's sort of, so, uh, you know, I, I just saw this uh, post where somebody had shared like, uh, basically, the stats, you know, underlying numbers with you know stuff like XG and XA for like Sadio Mane in his last two seasons at Southampton, where he was also 22, 23, and then for Diego Jota, who's also you know who's 23 now for his last seasons at Wolves, the Wolves in the Premier League, right. they're really they're really similar to the point where like you know they they sort of played roughly the same amount of minutes, done the same amount of things. So in that sense, you know you. you you're wondering, like, you know, have Liverpool sort of uh, again sort of pulled a rabbit, you know, out of the hat in the, in the sense that, you know, where this is again a really smart signing, you know, where people are like, hmm, he's a good player, but is he really worth that money? Like, you know, even today, if you actually go to the official announcement tweet of of, of Mane, you know, you'll see sort of fans of, of, of other teams laughing at them that, you know, this is a joke or what have you. So, uh, you know, this, like, you know, maybe... This but I is think, sort of but this is different, right? I think Mane, there were a lot of clubs linked with him. Uh, not willing to pay the price, right? Jota, um, I don't, I didn't see many clubs link with him, and I and I've watched him quite a few times, and I thought he was he was good. I was like, oh, you know, this is this is an interesting player, especially if because we support Portugal, right? Also, right. Um, right, you see him coming on, but he's, I don't think he, like he's the special kind of player. Maybe Klopp would make him one, right? Uh, and I and I see and I know he has a high ceiling because otherwise he wouldn't be selected for the Portuguese national team, right? For sure. So. I think I think he's one to watch for sure. But as of now, you know, am I am I regretting him not coming to like United? Not really. I I, honestly, I would take a smile Asar over him. Uh, I I see a lot more potential there than interesting. uh, Slightly different, different, different style of 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 players. Um, They were also really interested in smile Asar apparently, but I think you know Watford in the end. It was a thing of price, um, and yeah, I guess with George, you know, if you look at Georgia, like if you, you know, that's been one of the things where over the last few seasons with Liverpool, people have been, you know, to an extent they've been blessed in the sense that they haven't had too many injuries to the front three. So, you know, really this, um, you know, this is like you said, this gives them good cover because until now, you know, who do they really have? I guess you had Shakiri and you had Divock Origi, who's probably on his way out. So I think this is a definite upgrade over, over, over both of those guys. And Origi, obviously, Liverpool legend with some of his sort of uh, big goals. But, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's it's saying too much to say that this would be a, a big upgrade. And, you know, yeah, who knows how he sort of develops over there. And, and you know, maybe in the in the future, sort of somewhere down the line, he can sort of become a, a, a regular starter as well if any of these guys are moved on or what have you. So, but yeah, I, th- I think good signings and, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, it's just more uh, sort of good business overall from 
from from from Liverpool. I mean, sort of like we've gotten used to seeing in the Michael Edwards, Jurgen Klopp uh, era, really. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I, I don't think any of the other, City have been relatively quiet. So um, let's see what they, they ha- do. Yeah, they have been. They have been relatively quiet. I mean, they're still. Uh, Kulebali is still on the cards, but they were trying to get uh, Jose Jimenez from Atletico. I mean, so I, I feel like eventually they get that done. They'll get Kulebali done. They're just trying to uh, send a message in Apli that, you know, this if you're not going to come to our terms, you're going to move on. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious now whether City consider, you know, with this Aguero news, do they consider going and getting another forward in the market or, you know, Pep can make it work. I mean, Pep has said, like, I can even, you know, like he said, you know, I can use Gundogan as a false nine. So maybe, you know, with that another, they have Ferran Torres, maybe they can potentially use Sterling through the middle. And, you know, they have obviously uh, uh, Gabriel Jesus and, you know, you have uh, Mares and, uh, um, yeah. So that will be interesting to see if, if City get any other forwards or anything like that. Right. Let's see how things evolve. There's still a couple of weeks, right, for this to end. So it's going to be interesting. Couple of weeks. Yep. We have, we have a couple of weeks for the transfer for the transfer market. But uh, yeah. Oh, and I guess yeah. Fine. Before we sort of go today, I, I'd be remiss if I don't ask you. First game of the season for uh, United. What are you expecting from a lineup sort of standpoint? What are you expecting from the game? You know, you think it'll be nice and easy for United. <laughs> first game of the season it's never nice and easy especially after that performance where we failed to score against Aston Villa um, but Crystal, it's Crystal Palace so you never know um, they won the first game right? Zaha scored yeah okay right right yep so it's going to be I hope um, we win this easily um, I'm excited to see Van der Beek um, play um, with Bruno oh, you, think, you, yeah. you think he's starting? You, you, I guess Green Greenwood because of all these issues exactly. may not start. I think Greenwood's going to be on the bench, and I think we're going to see a four-four-two uh, with two split strikers. But you never know. With and uh, what in midfield? If, if you had to predict, sort of, what, what do you think we're going to see in midfield? Like, well, I, so I know Pogba was out because of COVID, so I don't know if he's fully fit. Um, but I think it's going to be um, Matic, Pogba, um, Bruno, and Van der Beek um, because I watched. Um, Oli's press conference today, and he was he was saying how he wanted Van der Beek to add goals um, to the midfield, right. right? So I think he sees Bruno as somebody who's a roaming playmaker, right? Uh, right. Uh, whereas Van der Beek is like a second striker in the box, um, assisting Martial, right? Which we don't seem to have at the moment because Greenwood obviously has those shots, right, from outside or he makes space for himself with his step-overs, right. etc. But Van der Beek is always looking for space uh, um, or um, right. running behind the lines, etc. So I think I think he's going to start. Um, I think it'll give him confidence, right, that Ole believes in him and, you know, has bought him to be an integral part of the team. So that's why I think he'll start. Not sure right. if it's in place of Pogba or in place of Greenwood. That's that's the that's the question. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I guess I'll, I'll offer my little sort of United related prediction for the season. So you know, while you were talking there, I was just reminded. So I think the one thing we will see, uh, and keep your eyes out, folks. I think we'll definitely see this. We'll we'll definitely see a move, or probably, and we'll see this a few times at some point where you'll see Martial sort of a little outside the box with his back with his back to goal. Uh, you know, backheeling the ball to to a Donny Van Der Beek running running beyond him. I'm just sort of thinking of the way, like I said, this this player reminds me a lot of of Ramsey, and I was thinking of the way we we, we were using Ramsey at at Arsenal. So I can definitely see that happening, where you know, yeah, Martial sort of backheeling it onto like uh, you know Donny Van Van Der Beek sort of breaking lines and running into the box with a late run, maybe scoring, maybe not scoring. We shall see. So I think we'll see that at some point. Um, and I guess the other the other big question mark, you know, this, this is funny. You know, one expected this would be a question mark maybe a few weeks ago, but who starts in goal? Um, I think De Gea starts in goal, um, and uh, I think yeah, I mean Henderson is not going to get a start um, anytime soon. I think I mean he's probably going to start. Uh, during the week, but I think the League Cup, uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, um, the year is going to start. Um, okay. Yeah, what about what about you? What 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 are your predictions for the Arsenal game before we wrap up for today? Then 
uh Arsenal game yeah i think more of the same you know this sort of nice start for for villian over there so i think he he'll obviously uh, continue keep his role it was good to see sort of gabriel as well um, you know an early hiccup aside do fairly well uh, in his in his in his first start in the premier league so um i feel like i've you know we may almost go with an unchanged lineup maybe we oh actually sebayos was off the bench i think we'll probably see sebayos come in for like el neni although he's been pretty pretty good really in his in his place so far so i think yeah that probably what we'll see you know like i said west ham won't you know in a way i'm regretting that i'm about to say this but we shall see famous last words but like west ham really didn't sort of impress me too much i saw quite a bit of their game so mm-hmm. uh, you know but I feel like Arsenal should be able to take care of business, but we shall see because this is the one big weakness in the team as well, and in terms of tactically sort of breaking down these uh, deep blocks and in, in, in games where we have possession. So it's a good test as well, um, and it's a London derby. So, so we shall see. So yeah, look, looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to another week of, of, of good football. A lot of football. Actually, you know, Bundesliga is back. Bayern obviously scored eight goals today um, against against Schalke. Serie A is back. So so yeah, just a lot of football. all over the place look look forward to real madrid and barcelona back as well so yeah really take your pick you know awesome so it's going to be a yeah. good long weekend of football so that's all we want to hear yeah. anyway so <laughs> awesome yeah so um anything else then before we wrap it up for this week uh no i think that's that, that that's that that's really it you know well then good luck to both our teams for tomorrow and speak soon all right man viva well.